Hello, and welcome to this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs. I have two quick notes for you. First of all, this episode is you by our patrons. Patrons like nothing, who, despite the name, is not a cartoon at all. Andy B. Bren Perez. Front Mission 3, The Person, not the game, and Tyler Bias. Uh, thank you, everyone. You can join them if you'd like by going to patreon.com slash Supporting your boys and uh, getting some bonus episodes. If you're hearing this, uh, you can get us five bucks to get the full episode. This is the trailer episode. Other little bit, uh, I record this in a state of extreme brain fog. I have no idea if that uh, is COVID related. You get to hear me apologize for it during dispatch during the next episode. But I was just, to me, sounded like an extremely handsome himbo uh, who didn't have a thought in his head during this episode. Uh, I don't know what's going on, lack of sleep. Uh, some kind of electrochemistry uh, issue. But, uh, just a quick note. If you're like, boy, I usually think Gary's a real dum-dum. Uh, but now he sounds like a super dum-dum and even more handsome than usual. That is why. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we're playing Carrion, uh, which is a Metroidvania game developed and published by Phobia Game Studio and published by Devolver Digital for the PC and consoles in 2020. Indeed. Uh, and this is our premium episode for the month. That means everybody gets the generalities. But patrons at the $5 level or higher get the uh, the whole episode. Do you want to hear us talk about anonymous mazes for our, like maybe an hour? <laughs> yeah, maybe just about something like that. Yeah. Talk about yeah. powers. Yeah. Yeah. We, we will get to the powers in there, some of which are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Me being cynical. But yeah, that is the, uh, the it is the premium episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in this game, you play as an unnamed monster, uh, kind of a shoggoth, but of a uh, protean being made of red tentacles and mouths. Uh, and uh, you've been captured and you just want to go home. And by home, we mean, in fact, all of Earth. So you uh, uh, try to escape this underground facility. You're you're almost actionably the carnage symbiote. <laughs> you're carnage yeah. in this. It's a carnage game. Oh. Uh, you know, you have like the big teeth, just like a venom or a carnage. Has mm-hmm. except you're red. Uh, you have a lot of the carnage powers. You're carnage. Mm. I don't, uh, I don't but know just if I've slime. ever seen the carnage symbiote off of off of a body. Yeah, yeah, that's a deep cut. Mm. Uh, the idea behind this, this is built as a reverse horror game. So you are the monster. You terrorize humans uh, by brutally murdering them and by being a spooky slime monster. Mm-hmm. Um, how successful that is, you know, is is up to debate. I think like we'll we'll yeah. get into into that. It's a I I don't like I don't like this game very much. Mm-hmm. I want to. 
I really want to. Do, do you want to like, know how much I want to like this game, Gary? I've played how much three, do you want to like this game? Cole? I've played it three times. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you know, it, it's a, something that happens in, in watch out for fireballs is something I'll say a lot is that uh, I want to be doing a cool thing. Yeah. In a video game. And that doesn't mean like necessarily saints row over the top, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer sequences or anything like that. But I don't want to be like, go get the data from the files. Mm-hmm. And then upload the server. You know, I want to be doing a cool thing. Like the the concept of my shadow run should be cool. Uh, the concept behind this is literally as cool as it gets. Mm-hmm. And then nothing you actually do as a as an avatar is that fun. Yeah, uh, it's it's real weird. It absolutely knocks it out of the park on the like I want to be doing cool things. It's just the things to do the cool things aren't cool. Yeah, it's, it's this this weird like remove, and it's it's not very fun. It's I, it's, I, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. I saw you describe this on 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 Twitter as just an, an incredibly mid game. Um, yeah, and that, that 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 makes sense if I'm understanding the way kids use the word mid. Um, but uh, like it describe. Okay, so here's something. I think this is a game that really sells itself well in gifs and in video, and also in uh, just the like the the, the elevator pitch. However, each of the individual things that it is asking you to do, kind of the moment to moment and the framework is so compromised that it throws so many caveats onto the, onto the individual things that it ends up not feeling like what you imagine when you see this or hear that elevator pitch. Yes. Like it looks incredibly like it would be fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And there something I've been like working on because I've been trying to put my thoughts together. I beat this a long time ago. I had guests coming up in town and wanted to play Metal Gear and stuff. So I, I beat this a while back. I've been trying to refresh my memory and try to understand what I might change about it or what gameplay things would make it closer to that fantasy. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that would make it a better video game. Yeah. Um, having like a map system is the biggest one. We'll talk about all this stuff more in detail. I don't know that that would make that fantasy any better though. Yeah. I don't know that that fantasy is a game. That's the you know, thing. You know, like it's really cool. It's such a cool idea. It's something everybody wants to do. I don't know that that's, that's a, that's a concept that carries a game this year we had one game that i think made a similar promise and another game that if we could have got it to run would have delivered on it a little bit better i think yeah so i'm thinking of the incredible hulk ultimate destruction which feels like a pretty similar idea to a certain degree and Mm -hmm. and to to my mind is similarly compromised you know by the fact Mm -hmm. that it had to become an open world game um and have combat against helicopters uh non-stop helicopters Non-stop combat goal. <laughs> Non-stop yeah, combat. Like, so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if we could have gotten it to run, I think that, you know, per my memory, Alien versus Predator, which is a game that this team cites as a primary inspiration, does the you are a monster dismantling a, a bunch of scared people stuff really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it can be touched on. Like it can yes. be part of a game, but even in Alien versus Predator, that's one part of the package, and it also is the the rest of it is the semiotics of like a shooter. Like you yes. crawl through vents and ambush people mm-hmm. and such, but most of that game you spend in, in a shooter, yeah, like in a in a really known mode mm-hmm. uh, that has nothing to do with being the monster. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. 
it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a real fucking weird one. I <laughs> wish I liked it more. Same. It's the let's we'll talk let's talk about the W's and then we'll then we'll catalog some L's. Yes. Uh, movement in this game is is nuts looking. Mm-hmm. Um, you move in any direction you like. You know, there's no gravity. You have these many tentacles that will just kind of take care of it. <laughs> and the game's animation and engine makes this look incredible. Um, you royal. Yep. To places, you know, like <laughs> it's the, it's, yeah, we've seen a mosey and we've seen a sprint. It's time to see a Royal. Yep. Uh, it's great. It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is the, like the, the, this is proc gen done very well. This is not the kind of thing that you could hand animate. All of this is done programmatically. Uh, just figuring out what the next tentacle you want to throw out is and how thick it should be based on, uh, based on the distance away it is. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, again, one of those major reasons why this looks, uh, why, why this sells so well in a GIF. And you're, as the monster, your body size and mass changes a lot over the game. At any of the given size, this looks cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, you have a business tentacle like a main tentacle that you can reach out and do things with. Uh, this to me is a little bit of a, a flavor fail. Um, it ties into other flavor th- fail things, but the main thing you're going to do with this is hit switches and pull levers. Yep. Cool monster shit uh, <laughs> to, to solve water lowering puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but you can also the, in the more fun moments, you know, in the combat, you can grab a person, whip around, kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can grab some aspects of the environment. Like if you imagine a video game where you're carnage, but mostly you throw screen doors at people, <laughs> uh, this game is that, um, mm-hmm. you know, and th- so this, it is a fun little tool for combat, uh, and just a very perfunctory one for what this game does with puzzles. Yeah. Um, um I wish it was easier to do things intentionally with this. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's always hard to tell like what's, uh, what's intentional though with that Mm -hmm. because it does feel very chaotic like i know you've got a note about that later yeah but it's you could you could draw the the bullseye around the arrow Mm -hmm. with that if you want to and say like no 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 it you're you're, you don't have full control you're a protean mass of blood Mm -hmm. slime yeah uh but also like imagine the cool scenarios you could get if it was like a hotline miami kind of deal where like okay like i make my first move i burst through and i throw the vent cover at this guy and then rush over and chomp this guy and then throw his body at the third guy who runs in uh that seems like cool stuff to do (laughs) that'd be incredible the the fact that there's almost no precision to the game in general is a big problem in terms of it being a game like there are weird ways in which this game doesn't work and you can either sort them into flavor or mechanic fail Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's both. Like, I think that the narrative around this game is that it's a, you know, a flavor triumph mm-hmm. uh, and just a mechanical failure. I don't think so. Yeah. I think there's some some flavor issues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you grab a person, you know, you kill them by ragdolling them around and stuff. Um, and your tentacle will kind of naturally draw it toward your body where one of your many mouths will chow down on them. There's a very satisfying crunch uh, mm-hmm. sound as it, uh, as, as it is done. And uh, you increase your health, uh, you refill your health by adding to your biomass. Uh, unarmored humans can be can, can be chomped, whereas armored humans cannot. This is uh, an affordance for the possession mechanic. Yes. Yeah. And just before that shows up, just challenge. Yeah. You know, you can't gain health mm-hmm. from, a, from an armored human. Um, there's an interesting thing in this. Uh, you can save humans for later. To snack on them later. And the map, uh, you eventually can get an upgrade that will tell you where unchomped humans are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the map, you know, despite saving and loading and everything, keeps track of all the corpses. Yeah. Uh, this was cited as a major challenge from the developers. Uh, mm-hmm. It saves everything. Yeah. 
Um, so you can leave people there, leave them for <laughs> later, which is great. Um, there are three thresholds to your biomass. Um, and this influences your health, but also your abilities as you grow and shrink. This is kind of a size-based uh, class system. Mm-hmm. The developers uh, refer to it as. Uh, so it's basically you have like little, medium, and large, and yeah. that determines how big you are, how much health you have, and then what abilities um, you have. There are these red pools where you can shed your biomass in order to get a smaller move set to proceed, mm-hmm. and these generally map onto Streets of Rage. Uh, you know, small, stealthy, and fast. Big combaty, you know. Ha- Mike, ha- Mike Hagar is the big version, mm-hmm. and then the guy at the small version is is that is that a name of the character from Streets of Rage? That's the character from Final Fight. Okay, uh, which I have on the brain because I was watching a let's play of it, and how funny it is that you could just be sitting on a on a stoop, and uh-huh. then the mayor comes and suplexes you in one move. <laughs> like, like which is a thing that regularly happens in that video game. If, if you can think of a better way to get him to trim his head so it's not blocking the sidewalk, <laughs> I would like to hear it. Just, just there's like there's a clown party in downtown, and the mayor comes in shirtless to chain suplex him into submission. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I. I uh, I'm I'm just getting up, and I've had a really long, weird weekend, so I'm socially blasted. Okay. So apologies to you and the listeners for weird energy. Also, uh, still waking up, and we had some smoke come in, so my voice Ooh. is still froggy. Uh, that is why I sound like a deep fake AI of myself, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm all kind of discombobulated. Uh, so yeah, all together, you know that that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> accounts for it anyway yeah doesn't yeah, excuse it for but it. okay yeah. yeah there's no excuse i'm you know i just uh i'm a fraud I, I i'm not a fraud i just woke up i'm still trying to figure out and i don't remember very much about carrion because it's boring and bad uh I'm, I'm dreading the last half of this where you have to describe those mazes yeah so, i mean it's uh the the, the notes kind of gloss over some of the mazy parts yeah. and focus more on uh the, the the novelties that you get to in these different areas um, uh, the, the segmenting the powers by biomass is neat, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I dig that. Uh, however, some of the chore energy of managing size, eventually you just kind of get to some puzzles or situations where you've got to like make a little circuit every time you do something to shed or regain some of your biomass, uh, or the dreaded sequence where, oh, I need to burst through this wooden scaffolding that they have. Let me go and scrounge for some legs. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking, like I'm looking for just, just a little bit of unsmoked weed in the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> the stems and seeds of the space station, yeah. the underground facility you're in. The, uh, this lends itself, uh, to my major problem with the game, which is level design. I want to camp out on that a little bit later, but this whole idea of it, they need to be able to make you grow and shrink. Uh, at will to solve these puzzles leads to this artificial feeling of the levels. Mm-hmm. Um, there will just be a conspicuous red pool next to the puzzle. Yeah. You know, and the boy, this alien would be fucked if there wasn't a red pool right there, <laughs> you know, like you wouldn't be able to move on. It ends up, it lends to the sense of video gamey kind of bubble, bobble maze levels, mm-hmm. you know, bubble, bobble in that, you know, you, you can only win because of the level design. Yeah. You know, it's not set up as a defensive space. Uh, and then, also, just in terms of it feeling like a, a shitty maze, like a not feeling like spaces, mm-hmm. you know, rooms with purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though the individual areas are kind of themed, like there's the botany lab and there's greenery and stuff like that. It just feels like a paintbrush, though. Yes. To me, yeah. it's like a, it's a decor palette in a Sims game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you unlock abilities, you know, these abilities that are governed by your size by finding these pods 
little biopods around in the various labs in the facility. Um, all of these unlock some new attacks or navigational abilities uh, meant to get you in, uh, in into new areas. I think they do, they do a pretty good job of making these, um, you know, at least somewhat situationally useful in combat. In addition to being keys, you know, like stealth is great. Yeah, yeah. It kind of depends. Like, they're, they're, I think about half of them are good and half are bad. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of them that are just uh, armor, mm-hmm. you know, or or spikes. They're yeah. just combat abilities. And then there are a lot of them that are just keys. Like, I can turn into tube effects worms, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it's it's never fun just to get a key. Yeah. In a Metroidvania. Um, this is a big success, success to me. Um, some of these skills that you use require energy. This is acquired by b- finding breaker boxes and zapping yourself mm-hmm. to charge up with monster electricity. <laughs> uh, but you know, as a monster, you're super fragile, uh, a weird thing that kind of changes the fantasy of this, uh, and is not how the game looks in GIF or in trailer is that it's a stealth game. Yep. Like the story of this awesome slimy alien symbiote oftentimes ends with, Oh, we shot it. <laughs> oh, you remember that outbreak at the underground lab? Oh, we shot it. It was all right. Oh yeah. How many times did you shoot it? Three times. It was, it was actually that big a deal. Like, yeah, no, just one burst. It was basically yeah. just reflex. Didn't do it intentionally. Scientists yeah. are pissed. I killed their sample, but uh, uh, I don't know. I guess that whew, that would that was a close one. <laughs> you know, the, you you are so fragile uh, in this, and the degree to the which this works, I think, again, is is kind of mixed. Um, there is a checkpoint system in this. It's not like a Hotline Miami where you just restart that same screen. You could do a version of this that is like Hotline Miami, Hotline Miami, where you're iterating on the same challenge room mm-hmm. like that. But there's this timeout because you end up, you know, spawning a few screens back, having to navigate down there yeah. uh, each time. You know, sometimes not, but most of the time, yes. Uh, and that ends up killing that rhythm of rapid iteration on top of the lack of precision and the feeling of chaos when you get into combat, yeah. uh, which again, kind of intentional, but it makes it not scratch that hotline Miami. Uh, I'm continuously iterating on and improving my strategy feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with as fragile as you are, you know, the, the, the difficulty in doing things intentionally um, and in case anybody says like, oh yeah, it's a skill thing or whatever, played this three times. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I, it's I, also I, not that hard. Like I yeah. have the skills to beat it. Uh-huh. It's just not like you just get through it eventually. Like yeah. it doesn't feel, I did not feel skilled for doing things in this video game. Right. But like, you know? uh, I can, uh, make what I think is going to be a stealthy encounter, but I Royal in the wrong direction or my, uh, my business tentacle, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, uh, Oh, I lost track of the cursor because I was trying to reach through my body, uh, to get mm-hmm. it where this guy was. Uh, nope. He turned around, he activated his shield and he yeah, put me on blast with his uh, assault rifle, uh, carving me apart like a Christmas Turkey. That was it. Yep. You're done for you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you, you manage to escape, it's not a stealth game where you're like you want to run away. Mm-hmm. You can, but if you haven't left some legs <laughs> sitting around, like you know, or you can make your way back to a save point uh, there to to kind of re reset. Mm-hmm. But it's tedious. It's not like you uh, you know doing this back to back with Metal Gear is uh, since they're both kind of stealth games, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels odd because I, I hate you know I hate to hand it to them, but Metal Gear handles the getting caught. Mm-hmm. consequence a lot better than this yeah um running away and regrouping feels better in that game mm-hmm. and it feels pretty bad in this one 
Yeah, because in this one you've got a kill to uh, you've got a kill to proceed, and also or a kill to heal at the very least. You know you're going to have to expose yourself, and also the most dangerous enemies cannot be healed off of. You've got to yeah. go eat the you've got to go eat the soft scientist, and those dry up after a while. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the enemies get a wide variety of uh, kind of countermeasures, and they escalate as things go on. It's like what this game has for storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. they they increasingly uh, deploy things. The most common enemy has just this assault rifle and a shock shield, so you cannot approach them from the front. Uh, this ends up being, you know, you'd think this this sounds like an interesting combat encounter, uh, but the way that the characters act in this is not, like, it doesn't feel immersive to right. me. There's not a whole lot of AI to them. You can do some very simple stealth stuff, like, I'm an event over here, I make a noise, and if they're not alerted, they'll walk over there. Mm-hmm. But there's no real AI to speak of or you know, ways to fool them. Yeah. They, they are too dumb. Uh, one of the ways in which this uh, metaphor fails for me, the flavor fails is that if you take a game that is, has a mechanic about inspiring fear, like for example, like the Arkham games, mm-hmm. uh, the enemies will make more mistakes yeah. because they're scared. They will act, you know, so in this one, you can kind of cackle like you're a monster, like, Oh, I just ate your friend and you're, you know, you're on alert. <laughs> uh, there, but it doesn't feel like fear. It's not like a modeled thing. Yeah, they always feel like little video game enemies that are on alert mode. Mm-hmm. You know, and and stealth without a certain kind of threshold of complexity to the behavior, or at least kind of you know predictable routines, ends up falling just a little bit short. And it ends up being like, okay, so what kind of game is this? Because the way the enemy, the, the way that the enemies are behaving, makes this feel like it's a Twitch action game. Um, however, my health bar, uh, which also determines my size and abilities, uh, makes this feel like it is a, it is a stealth game that in addition to this is kind of an ultimate Monday morning quarterback thing, but I want to bounce this off of you, uh, which is, uh, how weird is it that every enemy can turn as a free action? Yeah. Turn and yeah. aim. So like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just crawling up behind somebody. They've got their, uh, they've got their little, uh, stealth shield out or stun shield out. Just immediately they can turn around and then boop, 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 get like yeah. pit, pit locked. Uh, there's no like invincibility period. They're just on top of me in addition to automatically aiming and firing. It's a little bit like the, uh, the shotgun guys in Katana Zero. Yeah, they can't miss. Yeah. Uh, you know, the turret, the people are turrets as well. You know, there are turrets where that makes sense yeah. uh, for you to fight them, but they, they're, yeah. Uh, and they, they, you know, and that's something you could also do with fear if you mm-hmm. wanted to, inst- you know, implement a fear mechanic where they would, you know, maybe they're crack shots initially, mm-hmm. but if you spend some time terrorizing them, they can't snap, you know, yeah. aim on you. Mm-hmm. Can't no scope you. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> a lot of unfair deaths. My strategy for this game didn't end up, didn't end up feeling like particularly strategic or stealthy. I would rush them. Mm-hmm. and get lucky uh and that's basically <laughs> all right so what's what's your plan i have a knife yeah, yeah i have a knife, knife <laughs> and i have unlimited lives uh and i have some patience let's go uh you know and just uh, eventually i just wouldn't get killed mm-hmm. and when i would try to engage with the strategic side of this i would like you know make distraction noises i would try to you can like grab a door and use it as a shield mm-hmm. for for some weapons things like that it wasn't precise enough to do that and the ai wasn't smart enough to like trick yeah you know so nothing was rising to the tactics i was trying to use yeah um and you know the a verb set a a character kind of 
set of strategic options is only as good as the game that's around it. Like mm-hmm. I can have all of these cool things I can do. It doesn't matter though, if the levels and enemies around me aren't designed to take advantage of it or interface with it in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other half of it. <laughs> like yep. I can have all the cool guns in the world, but if, it, if every enemy just runs directly at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's also, uh, you know, there's a visual confusion to fights in this um you know your character is amorphous you know on purpose um it is hard to spot him in a melee mm-hmm. you know if, if there are multiple enemies and your character like you don't really occupy an individual space right which is a cool thing but also makes you know then a, if a power loader comes in and shoots you at that point you need that information mm-hmm. knowing exactly where you are is instrumental to performing strategy yep yeah very much so. Sense of body, sense of place. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the structure of this, which gets into the level design as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There is enough Metroidvania here to call it one, but the level structure and the navigation kind of undercut that. And it's missing one of the most important aspects of the Metroidvania, which is which is the map. The I don't think that there should be 2D games without maps uh, yeah. that are Metroidvanias. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Uh, the The developers of this cited in their level design, Dark Souls, wanting to not have a map mm-hmm. uh, and then have like shortcuts and such, um, which this game does not have a map and it does have shortcuts. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult, at least for, you know, and maybe I'm just speaking for me, but like the way that the level of zoom on this and the kind of palette the levels are painted with if you showed me a screenshot of this, the only thing I'd be looking for is color palette. Yeah. I cannot recognize any of the terrain, mm-hmm. any of the topography of these levels. Um, and I can't imagine how anyone would, yeah. you know, it. you cannot, there are no landmarks. Like it is, you can't really know a space and mm-hmm. the game is like actually very linear. If, as long as you just kind of go where it tells you to go. Yeah. But it being a Metroidvania, I want to go off the beaten path and get treasures. Mm-hmm. If you do that, fuck you. <laughs> like you yeah. will not be able to get back to the road. Um, mm-hmm. I spent time lost in this game. Yeah. Um, not, not, you know, not a little bit of time. You know, I got, I got lost a lot and it wasn't a fun lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. No, it's one of my least favorite feelings in the entire world. The um, going in circles looking for like the one thing that I didn't interact with. Um, it, it makes me feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you end up, you end up kind of running into that here because you have a vague memory. Like, okay, I can break through wooden things. Well, okay. There was like one place, maybe back toward the beginning, but it might be in the middle. Well, I guess I'll just go do the level again. <laughs> and and you could, you can go back and you'd find a, like, I would see a wooden thing. I would get the ability to bash down wood. Mm-hmm. I'd come back to it. Uh, thinking I would find a cool power up there or it's a, it's a cool secret and it would be a shortcut mm-hmm. for what, like, <laughs> unless you're going back, you don't do a lot of backtracking in this game. Yeah. Um, and it's not rewarded very well no. when you do it. So the, the best way to play this game is to just keep your eyes on the prize and beat it, mm-hmm. which is kind of poison to a Metroidvania. Yeah. Like a Metroidvania, a lot of the joy is in hunting down secrets and poking at the edge of the map. Uh, I found no joy in doing that in this game. Mm-hmm. No, um, the only, re- the only uh, rewards that you get, there are mild upgrades that you can find, uh, fire like, resistance. Yeah. Fire resistance. Well, you, you get upgrades. Like I think you can get like a third tentacle. I think you get the second one over the course of the, uh, over the course of the game itself. 
mm-hmm. but that just lets you hold more things at once. It doesn't yeah. change your interaction really that much at all. Yeah, the, the, they're they're not very impressive, yeah. and they're a real pain to get to. Uh, I also think that the maze, like, so a Metroid game, th- those will look like uh, anonymous hallways and mazes. You know, mm-hmm. Metroid Fusion. Uh, it's on a, a ship or something yeah. or a planetary thing like that. There are little hallways in the background that suggest purpose mm-hmm. or little rooms in the background. And that's a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. Uh, here, I found myself getting very frustrated by how these spaces aren't designed for anyone or mm-hmm. anything. No. Like, not everything has to be an immersive sim. But there are areas in this where I'm like, if I were not a monster, mm-hmm. I would not be able to open this door. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> you know, like th- there's no dungeon ecology to this, uh, you know, bat- like, and it may be, I want that stuff, not just because I like it because it makes a good video game to me. It would have helped a lot with the navigation. Yeah. If I could have been like, oh, I'm in the cafeteria. That's across from the medical wing. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have made sense to me. I could, I could memorize that kind of thing. Not this magical blood portal goes to the uranium mines this one goes to the research laboratory and there is absolutely no difference in that other than kind of like a color swath right. there aren't dedicated rooms there aren't there's no you know there's no ecology at all yeah uh, uh, that that goes hand in hand with another problem which is the way that the world is kind of slotted together with the overworld and then the uh, the individual kind of like biomes like those uh the like those tunnels that you go might as well be infinitely long this this facility doesn't actually fit together so there's mm-hmm. very little like relation between you know, between any of them um which is which which is pretty frustrating when i think of uh, metroidvania you know like everything takes space there's kind of a you know like an immutability to it it's a it's a you know it's a puzzle and like you get those moments where like oh i stumble ass backwards out of this you know through this one vent in the uh in the in the nuclear plant and i go to the toxic waste dump oh it makes sense that those be that those would be connected uh mm. with having everything be linked by this overworld it ends up just being area 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 um and it does not actually feel like you're making a lot of meaningful progress yeah yeah it it makes exploration feel bad yeah horrible thing for a metroidvania to do yeah. um you got here in the notes the the goodies two problem uh and that's 100 it where there's kind of like an a and a b side mm-hmm. you know uh that is difficult to conceptualize yes um and there's you know another reason like a map if they if they left out a map it had to be an intentional decision uh they they talk about it being cited from dark souls but somebody who playtested this had to have been like this would be better with a map yeah so they said no. And the only reason I can think of is verisimilitude. You know, the, the monster wouldn't have a map, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one, I don't care, but two, the, the levels also wouldn't have just gigantic pits of water between doorways you'd go through. Yeah. Um, the monster also wouldn't know how to, you know, raise and lower water levels for water level puzzles, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, l- activate levers. And stuff uh-huh. like it's clearly intelligent. If it's trying to get this DNA upgrade so it can, you know, get out, which is ultimately what happens. I guess spoiler, but it's not even a twist. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Uh, the if that's what it's trying to do, it's obviously intelligent enough to use a map, right? You know, uh, uh, there's no there's no reason for it, and it, it is a huge impact. It makes it colors the whole game. You will never hear me say I wish something. I wish people would take something from this game. Uh, but mm-hmm. here I'm going to go. They should have learned from Echo the Dolphin. 
uh, oh, a dolphin yeah. doesn't know how to use a map. Nope. <laughs> Give yeah. a dolphin a map. They're just this gonna... dolphin does. <laughs> <laughs> well, this dolphin does because if you if you hold the sonar ping, uh, you get like a little. Uh, you get you get a little. I mean, it's kind of zoomed in. It's not as zoomed out as a uh, total Metroidvania map, but like you get a sense of like the room structure, the tunnel structure that you're in. It's like a little recon yeah. mode kind of thing. Uh, your monster has echolocation. You you, you could you could have put that put this in if you wanted it. Yeah, yeah, and and you could always justify something like that. It's yeah. a magical sci-fi game, mm-hmm. and they talk about how they wanted to go for zero verisimilitude in a lot of the things in this game. I don't really see it. Yeah, you know, uh, not just because like oh, it's a game about pulp things that can't be real, even within the logic of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't really see too much of it. Yeah. Um. So the, there's a kind of basic rhythm to these levels you go in you make your way to these various hives uh, which already have your red stuff in it and they activate uh, a little bit of this main portal to the uh the exit of the level like it's it's broken into thirds and one third of it will glow mm-hmm. um the fact that each level has the same goal yeah. uh, i find to be a bummer mm-hmm. you know uh i don't know what the alternative would be if you wanted to st- keep this conceit and keep it side scrolling but uh just going and checking off the the little buttons essentially like you're doing button and lever puzzles yeah it's uh, as a monster yeah yeah you're each each of these hives represents a you know a star or uh you know a, a skate pickup or whatever uh you exactly. gotta get to finish the level um uh the fact that you enter uh through this uh little tunnel that basically forms the back like it's it's the back entrance and then you're the exit which is actually the entrance that people would use is in a different place um, mm-hmm. ends up being pretty confusing. Um, at least it was for me trying to figure out, okay, so how do I get into this place? Oh, I got in that one way, but here's the other way. Well, they, they're pretty far apart on the frontier. That's kind of strange. This is a way for them to deposit you when you finish a level closer to the entrance of the, of the next one, but heaven forbid you accidentally go in the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> when, you, when, yeah. you, when you leave that one uh because there's no real guarantee that at least for me you know the first few times i played it this time i finally internalized it uh but uh, there's no guarantee that you're going to intuitively kind of dead reckon your way back to it no i don't know you can see what they're going for yeah but yeah i don't think it quite works mm-hmm. yeah uh like we said not a lot of backtracking you do get those little upgrades but mostly you are just looking for the blocks that will um uh, go away when you use your most recently acquired ability yeah yep uh and optional upgrades you know as you mentioned that are you know in in a super metroid where you go and you find a missile container it's kind of a bummer Mm -hmm. they're basically that you know uh not not too exciting um it looks great Mm-hmm. it's this uh 16 bit kind of pixel style um but modeling liquid physics and symbiote shit mm-hmm. uh so it could not be done in 16 bit um it's that great like little illusion that yeah. will come when you do something cooler with the the aesthetics than it could originally do mm-hmm. yeah um doing awesome stuff with uh with lighting say lighting shaders uh things like that and when you're done with an area the fact that it is painted with blood and gore is pretty cool like yeah. you do wreck this place up pretty pretty good yeah yeah, which which there's a joy to, like yeah. a delicious evil too. Uh, the soundtrack's super appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that it's evoking these kind of like 80s and 90s horror tracks. Uh, Chris Velasco uh, is the person who uh, did the game music on this, who's done God of War games and such, like a big game composer. Mm-hmm. And he got his inspiration from his niece and nephew's slime toys. 
Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I saw, the, saw, uh, saw, saw those kids playing with it. I was like, hey, let me record that. Uh, the sound record some slime. Yeah. And Velasco did the sound engineering on this too. Uh, and yeah. creature noises, like, kind of complex, but also sounds really fun to make. <laughs> the, the creature noises are great in this. Yeah. I think the soundtrack was really good for a better game. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack undercutting my silly like oh we shot the monster died end up like being subtractive to me right right like it's a soundtrack for the game i want this to be but mm-hmm. not the soundtrack for the game that is yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh th- this might be a negative for some people but i don't know this month in particular the fact that there's basically no story to be found here uh is mm-hmm. great to me uh that's not just me being cranky but like oh yeah you're, you're a monster you don't care why they why they uh, uh <laughs> captured you or what have you uh you're just you're you're just trying to get out it you know there's a little bit of text mostly on like like warning signs like notice boards that are up there uh but that is like hints and a little bit of world building uh kind of stuff almost and a ui thing too like yeah, it's almost yeah. takes the place of a pause menu Mm-hmm. And uh, there are also like little flashback scenes that we'll talk about in the uh, in the in the body of this. But like after Bug Snacks and Metal Gear Solid Five, having a non-talky game that still you know has atmosphere and you can tell that there is something going on, but it is not interruptive, is a nice change of pace. Yeah, I, I didn't want more story from this. I think that is one of the few things that feels true to the premise. Yes. You know, uh, like from, from, you know, the thing from the perspective of the thing mm-hmm. is not a complex, complex table. <laughs> you know, it's all pretty direct. He's a single issue voter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the thing, uh, what's funny about this is that, uh, going into it, I thought there would be a big twist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the first time I played this. I, I didn't play it when it came out. I meant to. Mm-hmm. Um, but be, the reason why I thought that is because there was, uh, in just my gaming recommendations on YouTube gaming videos, there was carry an ending explained <laughs> and, and a game theorist thing that was, you know, what is the monster in Carrion? And I was like, Oh, there's going to be cool answers to those questions. And then I played the game and I was like, ending explained. Come the fuck on. <laughs> you walk out of the building. Yeah. Everybody's fucked. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no twist. It's, it's like the oldest sci-fi twist in the world. Yeah. You no, know, and, and, and like that's a, to, to, to be clear, we're not hitting the game for that. We're hitting YouTube culture. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, the bad guys win. Yeah. You know, uh, what if, what if the symbiote, what if the, the xenomorph escaped? Uh huh. You know, that's it. Yep. They explained 15 minutes. <laughs> explained. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, that all uh, sounds like a prank uh, and then what is the monster is very funny <laughs> like i like the, if you go on the wiki there's theories okay about it and they're very funny there's three it's like there are three major theories and uh <sighs> the first two are just like this is easily disproven or something like that uh, like and it's just whether it's an alien or a tuba a, a, a mutated tube effects worm alien yeah who knows it doesn't I, matter though like I, it, I, it, it could like, not matter less yeah you know i don't like there's very little that i need to understand about the ontology of a creature like this you know like i don't necessarily care where it comes from whether it's just something we dug up or whether it landed on a meteor or something like that the cool stuff is based on what it does yeah well and knowing you know figuring out its exact origins is contrary to the spirit of the game yeah you know it's this is people on a wiki's fault it's not 
the game's fault. <laughs> the game very wisely keeps its mouth shut around that stuff. Yeah. You know, it is, it is one, it's a huge flavor win that like it dispenses with all that shit. If you were trying to figure out the origins of this thing and catalog it, you'd be as bad as the corporation. Mm-hmm. And we know they're the bad guy because we're a little alien monster. Yeah. They're trying to it's stop not that us. Complicated. We're, yeah, just a pl- we're just a plucky little guy. Yeah. They took parts of our bodies and put it into jars. I know. Get them back. Come on. Go get them back. That belongs to me. It's mine. <laughs> It's my DNA. Oh, give it back. Uh, yeah. uh, this is a uh, two-person game, mostly. Uh, the, 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 the composer, uh, Velasco, kind of a you know, honorary third member on this for the sound engineer, uh, made by Phobia Game Studio, a uh, Polish studio founded by the two people who left Transhuman Design. It's a st- studio that uh, designed, uh, that made like retro action games. Butcher is one that I've seen come up similar mm-hmm. kind of you're the bad guy kill them all uh kind of deal uh there's christoph chomiki uh who was the game and level designer and sebastian kroskowicz uh who is the uh, the director and programmer and yes. we fall into a little bit of the salt and sanctuary problem which is yeah how much do we <laughs> the, the 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 fact that there are two of us and two of them <laughs> makes it <laughs> <laughs> oh we're gonna rumble no no it's just, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good to bad mouth a sm- something from a small team right right to me this is like a six out of ten mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of worth looking at uh and i don't hate that i played it but i can't recommend it to anybody and i wouldn't play it again yeah that's okay yeah. it did well these guys you know other people like this a lot more than us mm-hmm. um it did okay money wise like good for them i don't mm-hmm. begrudge them their success it's just what i think of their game right I'm not trying to beat up on a very small team yeah it's an impressive effort but we've got to agree what's on the plate kind of exactly you know? yeah. yep and part of the you know the standard watch out for fireballs thing part of the bitterness comes from mispotential like yes. this is something that i think we were both excited about oh yeah and uh should be entirely up our ally alleys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they showed it at the uh, Devolver press conference at E3 2019. And it was like the, the thing that I remember from that one, like, and I put mm-hmm. up like went, went to my calendar and put it on there and just like, Oh yeah. Carrion. Like that is a game yeah. that I'm looking forward to. And that is a process, you know, looking forward to games that I have mostly divested myself of doing. Yeah. 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 Uh, the developers, as we mentioned, uh, site from soft and dark souls. And how they did level design and shortcuts. They also cite Abe's Odyssey and Another World as influences. Uh, so it's kind of cinematic platformers. Mm-hmm. You don't really do cinematic platforming things, but that does come through in the level design. Yeah, and you do a little bit in the kind of lever-based puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the flashback, and then also the um, um, oh gosh, the par- the parasite ones, the, the mm-hmm. possession kind of, kind of powers you use. You control Abe's a little Odyssey. bit, like a, yeah, very Abe's Odyssey um yeah a major part of the uh, development cycle was uh getting real-time feedback on things from twitter you know they would kind of do a b testing uh this makes sense again because this game really does uh sing in gifs and short videos yeah yep yep uh there's a dlc for this called the greatest time of the year um this is a little joke some some dark humor mm-hmm. uh it's a carrion level but there are christmas decorations you know what if the carrion monster fucked up christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> observe uh, something, you know, something big and red is coming down the chimney yeah yeah big red i i did not uh did not play this i i played I mean, it until i realized it was basically just a carry-in level yeah, yeah. like i'm i'm good uh this game did review pretty well uh the 7 to 8 out of 10 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, including one absolutely ridiculous hyperbolous review from Kotaku that's like, this is the best game of all time. Just absolutely <laughs> nutsoid shit. Uh, <laughs> my worst allies in the culture war strike again. Uh, just, <laughs> the, um, but, uh, you know, it's hard to tell how well it sold. From what I saw, it did okay. Yeah, like they, yeah. they did okay. I don't think that this was, uh, I think this was a mid. You know, it wasn't a huge blockbuster indie success, but it also wasn't one of those failures where you're going to get an essay about why they're leaving the industry. Right. Uh, I think this might be one of the first games that we've done that was a uh, that was a launch on Game Pass. Mm. Um, yeah. So this was this this came out, I think, like a week or a couple of days early on Game Pass. Uh, that is how the majority of people played it. Uh, when when we've brought this up a couple of a couple of times, people said, oh, yeah, this is the perfect Game Pass game. Like, I don't have to make a decision to, you know, spend twenty dollars on it. It just it comes down and I can play with it. And, you know, it's up to you to decide if that is good or bad for the industry. Uh, but uh, I think it's remarkable that we're getting around to these right now on the show. The. um that was a huge thing in discussion around this on the Slack. Yes. Uh, was it was on game pass. I know it was fine for a few hours, <laughs> you know, and, and it does, it does provide a curve, like a, an enjoyment and a critical curve, yeah. the game, the game pass thing, which we, we don't engage with, but it's really interesting. That's going to be one of the, you know, kind of unforeseen knock on effects. Yeah. Of that aspect of gaming changing. Mm-hmm. Um, Last thing I, I want to mention about this too, and this is not totally fair, but uh, how much of playing this did you spend thinking like, God, we got to do inside. Um, like inside <laughs> does a lot of this stuff, uh, I, you know, thematically and, and story-wise and stuff. Yeah. But it's got, I, it's got puzzles. I, you know? I, I had inside on the mind that also had limbo on the mind too. Yeah. You know, specifically because of like the, like the back half of limbo is that weird industrial kind of like nonsense space kind of deal mm-hmm. um yeah no just uh it definitely brought that brought that forward for me uh and yeah. inside's a good game and they talked yeah. about that too like they they were developing this and um they like they started developing this in like late 2017 and as they were showing this off they were saying like oh it's like that part in inside um yeah. and they're like oh thanks for spoiling inside for us yeah everyone uh, else has played inside but we haven't played inside yet yeah which is good that it, it, they weren't you know trying to knock off anything and not that i would assume they were no you no. know conversion evolution happens um but it just kind of like oh we didn't even play inside uh-huh and it's like you know yeah you didn't but that's mean <laughs> but it's it's a lot of i wish this was more like inside yeah, yeah. Or, or or just like more like hulk ultimate destruction mm-hmm. uh, fuck shit up and be a little bit more powerful yeah yeah it's a it's, it's a game that stands in a doorway uh yes. just kind of kind of creep in there it's got one foot in one foot out and uh the worst thing about this sport. game is that it's it and standing in the doorway <laughs> um <laughs> the, the, uh uh that's gonna be it for the public part of this episode mm-hmm. if you want to hear the whole thing you want to hear the rest go to patreon.com slash duck tv you don't only get not only get this one you get all of them mm-hmm. uh all the old ones all of the new ones yeah uh more than 50 of them uh at this point now i think maybe coming up on 60 uh i don't know uh there's plenty uh plenty to go around uh uh, and that'll also include next month's uh premium episode about the evil within too um uh, yeah if you have thoughts about carrion it is too late to write in unfortunately however it is not too late to write in about uh october's games which are devotion Strangeland and the evil within too. go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and click the watch out for fireballs button there. 
and write in if you have thoughts about multiple games please separate them into multiple responses that makes my job possible yeah yeah uh if you are a non-white non-cis non-dude creator and uh you'd like us to highlight your project send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv this month uh, i want to draw some attention to a kickstarter this is for the monster overhaul which is a system neutral uh role-playing game bestiary Mm. uh designed by die um it's called the monster overhaul it looks awesome uh taking a look at it like it's it's real real neat like it adds tables so it's system neutral but it has tables and little random elements that are system neutral so for example uh, there's an entry here on uh like mercenaries you know and i think they're seems like they're doing a little bit of a teamsters kind of joke uh and so there's like a d20 for like reason like excuses they will use uh (laughs) when you when you try to hire them stuff like that Um, uh 200 monsters 160 pieces of original art looks really great this fucking rules hey guess what gary you just sold one of these <laughs> yeah yeah i it's it's a you know and and die is a, a long time like it's it's one of those things where i got got the email from them and then uh recognize the name oh you know uh they've been around for a while and it's real cool to be able to help them out nice so yeah yeah uh no uh, the, the monster overhaul you, you you sold it in the first uh, sentence uh, by describing it as a systems neutral bestiary, uh, and then everything else was just uh, was just icing on the cake. Neat, yeah. Need, yeah. need a lot more of that kind of stuff. The monster so. overhaul. Yeah, uh, and there's and I also I'm I'm calling out die die reached out to me. There's a whole team mm-hmm. on this. I'm not trying to to erase anybody. Uh, just check that check out that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's gonna be it. We will see you next week for the dispatch. Yes, we will. Bye.